We're just trying to close up the wealth gap. Get to this generational wealth, bet that. We're going to lift off like a jetpack. Time to tune in, not just speaking real facts. Right here is everything you need. This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Cause we're ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host. Naja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve on this midday money chain today. We are creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, one, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. As I always say, I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you, because it absolutely matters. Today is Thursday, May the 11th, 2023, and we have a couple of Cryptopians whose birthday is today, Mr. Ronald Houst and Lydia Dorman. To both of you, I say happy birthday. I hope your day is filled with all the love, peace, joy, and understanding you deserve on this day. And I did say deserve, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to talk about why we deserve love, joy, peace, and happiness and why it's our turn. But if you'd like to get a birthday shout out, please feel free to send me a text message to 424 417-7373 again 424-317-7373 and my quote for the day is not a cryptocurrency quote but this quote says crises and deadlocks when they occur have at least this advantage they force us to think and that quote is by Jrada Lahar Nehru. And I love that quote because crisis and deadlocks force us to think. And ladies and gentlemen, we are beginning to think about all of the things that are going on in and around our households. And I am just super excited that a lot of you have been listening and really getting yourselves set up to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that are upon us. Now, we've been talking about digital assets. We've been talking about hard assets. We have been really just talking about money. And money, whichever form it comes, again, be it digital money, be it hard asset money, or rather it's just this money called fiat or maybe even potentially the central bank digital currency that's coming. 
But the more I talk to people and the more I watch our community specifically, there's something about the relationship with money that I really want to address today. I've looked at different sects, meaning S-E-C-T, sects, different sects of religion and what they really feel about money and how money has shaped our thought patterns and how we behave or what we actually even feel like we are entitled to. And I don't want us to have a feeling of entitlement, but ladies and gentlemen, I want us to know that we deserve better and we as a community need to understand that it's our time, but we've got to change this mindset and we've got to change this mindset fast. So I decided today to talk about money and sharing with each of you at the beginning of this show that money is our friend. We are in the new millennium and money is our friend. And what we need to do is eliminate all of our fears around finances and our first steps to financial freedom by really talking to ourselves, manifesting, and making sure that we're constantly telling each other as well as ourselves all of the things that we need to be saying to continuously drive into our heads that we deserve the wealth that is coming our direction. So when we come forward, we're going to jump into a couple of money talks that I think we need to have with each other, especially within our community, because I'm just really seeing a recurring pattern that we don't really feel as though we're worthy of the type of money that we can have and that we can acquire. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I just really wanted to really hone in on what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling about our community, not just in the Los Angeles area, but abroad. When I listen in to different conversations, We as a community really have a different type of relationship with money. I just really feel like a lot of the fears that we have around money really stemmed from religion in a a bunch of different ways. And one of the things that I want to say is the biggest, most quoted, uh, ill quoted, I'll say it that way, because a lot of times it's quoted incorrectly is the biblical verse where people say money is the root of all evil and it does not say money is the root of all evil so there's nothing wrong with wanting money it says the love of money is the root of all evil and i think when we look back at history as far as we can look back you know to have money has been some sort of in the some sort of thought in the back of everybody's mind that it's kind of evil or that somebody's done something that has taken advantage of regular everyday people and they have more money than everybody else. And it really is just not so. 
And as I started really digging, looking at why we need to be saying money is our friend, um, I started to realize that there are so many different sayings that we get involved in that really make money seem bad in our lives. And subliminally, it's an issue. And I didn't even realize how many years my affirmations have really been around helping me change the way that I think about money. So be it digital money, be it fiat, be it central bank digital currency, be it again, hard assets, real estate, gold, whatever it is, we deserve to get our fair share. And so some of the things that I know that Lynn has been talking about is affirmations and saying affirmations to yourself. And I thought back to my affirmations and a couple of my affirmations come to, to mind every single day. I say to myself, money comes frequently and easy, even though you may not feel that it does. You need to say Money comes frequently and easy because those things that you say and you speak into existence, they begin to work in your favor. It's called the law of attraction. And, um, you know, we used to hear that saying when we were little that money doesn't grow on trees. Like, don't ask for it because money don't grow on trees. We work hard for this and it's hard to come about and all of those things. But you know what? Money does grow on trees because it's paper and the paper came from the trees, right? And so I, when I started thinking in that way, you know, things started to change. And so I think that a lot of people in our community are really feeling some sort of shame about wanting money, shame about money in general. Some of the feelings that we have around money cause problems and it really kind of hinders our ability to start getting money and succeeding and getting money. And I don't care, you know, what it is that you're trying to do. You're the way that you think, what you think becomes mostly how your universe the universe around you lines up and a lot of us have a fear of failure around money. And so if we start to do something, if we want to try to get a business, if we want to eventually put that job and walk into that boss's office and be able to resign, a lot of us think about those things, but do we ever do things to allow us the opportunity to actually make that come into fruition. And so if you compulsively avoid experiencing your fear of failure, it is likely that you will never get started in getting your life on the right track financially or even owning your own business because you're constantly in fear of failure. And so we don't want you to do that. So we don't want anybody to make any rash decisions, of course, and we're not talking about getting rich quick. I'm talking to you right now about your relationship with money, which you've got to change the way that you're thinking. The fear of failure should be pretty much off the table. One of the things that I've been able to utilize as I've gone, uh, grown and gone through things throughout life I can always obtain stuff again. I hate to say it that way, but I've not had a haphazard type of 
thought pattern. But what I do know is if I lose something, I can get it again. As long as I'm alive, as long as I'm healthy, as long as I'm thinking, as long as my children are okay, I can make that money again because money comes frequently and easy. And even if it does not, that is the the story that I tell myself and I'm sticking it sticking to it. But again, we have a fear of failure. We have a fear of success. A lot of us are self-sabotaging when we're trying to uh, get ourselves in the right position and we're making all the right decisions. We really do things that keep us from succeeding because we don't really know if we're ready for that next step. And subliminally, you think that you're going in the right direction, but you do things like not continuing down the same path that you've seen success in before. You may just change or tweak some things that may kind of mess up your flow. And so as we look at fear of success, you need to know that your mind needs to line up with all of your actions and you need to make a decision to make moves that will get you what you want, how you want it and stop making excuses for the reasons why you don't have the things that you need or the the things that you want because you can obtain them if you just really get focused and then stay on the the paths that are working. And if you deny that you have fear of success, it's it's really difficult to plan for success. The The realization that success brings Um, a new and different type of style of living, different types of problems. Yes, success comes with different types of problems. Although success actually solves some of those problems, it's often missed by those who actually deny that they have any fear of success. And I see this consistently with people around me, not necessarily my family, Uh, But I really see people have a fear of success and it's something that we need to address because we are a successful people and we can maintain and keep all of our success if we really just lock in and understand that right now we're playing for keeps. So as you gain and obtain some success, you just keep that going and not frivolously Uh, allow it to slip away or give it away to anybody else. We need to really focus on success and the attainment of it and really being able to sustain. One of the other things that I see that our community is suffering from is fear of rejection. If you compulsively avoid feeling your fear of rejection, then you will never learn to get things on the right path, to sell people things. And I'm going to say this because you have to sell yourself on a job or a business and everything that we do in life, we're selling in some shape, form or fashion. If you have that significant other that you've been eyeing and you need to talk to them and you want to share what your thoughts and your wishes are, you're actually selling your dream or I wouldn't say selling yourself, but you're selling your dream and those sorts of things because 
Um, you'll never, you will never, ladies and gentlemen, get out there and really make some things happen if you have a fear of rejection. Rejection is going to happen. And one of the things that I learned in business is that there are going to be a bunch of no's. But the closer you get to a yes, the more no's, the more no's, the more no's you're going to hear. And so you can't have a fear of rejection. And so right now, I'm on a quest to look for some other hard assets. And I've been trying to make some deals and, and talking to people and and the answer to some of the deals are going to be no, but guess what? My yes is right around the corner. But if I don't get out and ask those hard questions and get that rejection, I'm never going to get to my yeses. If I just sit in an office somewhere and never really try to obtain my dreams, I'm going to never get there because I, I'm, I have this fear of rejection. And so as we look at investing, as we look, Look at possibly getting ourselves into the digital space. We are going to experience some rejection and you cannot have fear of rejection. There's another fear that I never even equated to money, ladies and gentlemen, until I started doing my research on this subject today. And guess what it is? It is the fear of death. Fear of death is strongly associated with issues of money and guess what I found when I started looking at some of the things that we say ladies and gentlemen we have the fear of death and money and somebody might say how do you say that nausea because we we say things like I'm earning a living right fear of death it's a play on words earning a living well I thought that first one might be a coincidence until I started looking at you're making a living a wage, a living wage. So if you're not making a living wage, then you're making a death wage, right? So another thing that we see, you know, I'm working hard. I'm working myself to death. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a word about money that is strongly associated with money in the way that we think. But then I found out and I started thinking about other things we say, hey, I need some money to live on. Well, if you don't have money to live on, you're still alive, but it still kind of insinuates that there is death on the other side if you don't have money to live on. And so in the strictest sense, you really do not need money to live, although it's likely that you will require some cash flow to continue to live your current manner. But the loss of money will not necessarily contribute or cause your death. But we that's the relationship we've had with money. And as I started looking at all of these different things that we say, I say, man, we really are talking about having a life versus death. And so when you're not actually saying that you're going to die, if you don't have money, your brain may start to do things that keep you from moving forward to really live in the way that you should be living. And as it relates to money, we definitely have a fear of the unknown. And right now in this cryptocurrency space, 
our close companion is fear of change. We know money is changing. We know that they're talking about a central bank digital currency. We know that a lot of us are learning about Bitcoin and different cryptocurrencies and different companies that we could possibly invest in that will give us a great return on our money. But what we must know is that any situation that exists now, you have the opportunity to learn about it. But one of the biggest things about learning about it is really taking action. And we're all right now in a space where the unknown is upon us. We don't know what is going to happen. None of us have a crystal ball. Those individuals that are investing in stocks and bonds are going to tell you to invest in stocks and bonds. But the thing that I find interesting is a lot of the people that are pushing their products and specifically their industries, they're not really talking about diversifying into different things because they are really set on the the fact that their path is the only path to wealth. And I have to continuously say we have no idea, ladies and gentlemen, what is about to take place, how this recession is going to affect us. In history, we will know, you know, 20 years down the line when we're looking back at this and our grandchildren and great grandchildren are here, we'll know what the effects of 2023 are. But right now we don't know. So if you deny that you have any fear of the unknown, you will find it very difficult to plan ahead or to solve for future problems before they become critical. And that's why we're here today, really trying to reiterate to each and every one of you, it is critically important for you to find out what the actual unknown is. And I know that kind of sounds like an oxymoron, because how can you know what the unknown is? Well, what we're trying to do is really educate you as to what could possibly happen so that you're able to make sure that you can pivot when the pivot needs to happen. And planning is a process of activating the fear of the unknown. And so we're going to do that. Um, So a couple of the other things that I want to address is our fear of loss. And I feel everybody, each and every one of us, we have a fear of loss. And I try to think about my earliest recollection of money and the fear of loss. And, you know, it actually had to do with the Black Wall Street. When I was in college at Bethune-Cookman College in Daytona Beach, Florida, they forced us, and I say forced, but it was a prerequisite that we took African-American studies. And it was really the first time that I had heard about the Black Wall Street and the Black Wall Streets that were all over the United States. And I learned a really critical lesson that you're going to have to hear when we come forward at the news, sports, and traffic. But ladies and gentlemen, we will continue this conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you've had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. Today. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. You got a big mouth. Hello, Joe, you're up. Welcome. We're unapologetically progressive and we don't black down. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So let's just finish that quick thought. 
of what I researched once I found out about the Black Wall Street, Wall Street and our community. A lot of the sentiments around the United States, because you know Tulsa, Oklahoma was not the only Black Wall Street, but in our minds, psychologically, we felt as if there was no help or hope for our community. So if we obtained some sort of success our financial stability, it would just be taken from us and there was nothing that we could do. And so everyone, I don't want to say everyone because there were still those that kept the light flickering. But as I started to research in college, I found that the mindset around a lot of our communities was that they didn't really want to obtain any type of success because somebody could come along and take it. And it was really nothing that they could do. So they were kind of defeated before they even started. But what I want you to know is if uh, if you want money, you need to understand that it's not because you don't have enough. And if you don't have enough, then it's not because you're not good enough. And if you're not good enough, if you feel that you're not good enough, just know that you have a lot to offer and that you are good enough and you are enough. And you've got to really change your thinking process. If you want to retire comfortably, you absolutely can. You absolutely have the time to do so. But you've got to take massive steps right now to continuously tell yourself that what you're experiencing or have experienced in the past is just an experience and that we're going to start building right now today. You're going to start building right now today. When I say we, no, you don't have to go it alone. We, us, you, we all can pull together to be able to build upon our experiences in the past with money to get where we need to go in the very near future, ladies and gentlemen. And you don't have to be shameful about wanting money and you don't have to feel discomfort about talking about money or even obtaining your dreams. And I will say this, you can have what you think about, what you dream about. You just really need to take action. And we're not afraid anymore. We're not afraid anymore of failure. We're not afraid of our self-sabotaging for success. We are going to make sure that we're taking meticulous steps and cautious steps and being diversified in everything to ensure that no matter what is successful financially, we are on that train, making sure that we can be successful as well. And so I'm really excited about the fact that you're listening and you're going to start waking up every day in the mirror, telling yourself, I deserve, I deserve money comes e easy and frequently and that's what you've got to tell yourself and so whatever amount of money you want to have now you will find it easier to have more if you accept that you are okay rather than feeling shameful about it 
Money works like this. You have some and everyone else has all the rest. Unless you are the richest or the poorest person in the world, there will always be people who have more money than you and others who have less than you. But your ability to feel comfortable with reality does a lot, ladies and gentlemen, to determine your peace of mind about money. And you don't, again, have to be shameful about money. So I'm here for you. I know Lynn Richardson is here for you. And this midday money train is going, I call it a train all the time, but it's a chain. midday money chain is going to continue to give you the information that you need to take your life to the next level. And if you find yourself having some sort of difficulty, each one of us are available for you to reach out, ask for help, ask for some advice, please, ladies and gentlemen, this is our time. This, we will never get another opportunity like this in our lifetime. I know for sure to make history, to be on the other side of the money. And the bottom line is we've got, I used to say we've got five to 10 years, but now I got to say we got three to seven years to really get this correct. And I hope that you can do it and get it, uh, get it correct because we want to be on the other side of money. And so with that being said, we are looking at our market update and we're going to start with Bitcoin as we always do. And Bitcoin is trading right now at $26,942 and it is up 0.48% in the last hour and the last 24 hours. Here we go. It is down 3.41%. And in the last seven days, it's down a whopping 6.68%. And again, why am I not worried about the price of Bitcoin dropping? Because it's the technology. It is all the things that the ethos of Bitcoin stands for. And you will soon see that all of the mechanisms that are set in place will begin to work as all sorts of other types of money begin to fall away. Ethereum is trading at $1,793. It is up in the last hour, 0.55%. In the last 24 hours, it is down 3.64%. In the last seven days, it is down 4.40%. And as I scroll down, I see a sea of red on all the other cryptocurrencies. Ladies and gentlemen, with there being over 30,000 cryptocurrencies and our market cap at $1.1 trillion, we will continue to see a volatile market. The prices are going to go up and the prices are going to go down. And the only way that I have been able to fight what we call volatility is dollar cost averaging, figuring out what I can afford to lose on a daily basis. And that looks like six, $6 a day. And so $6 a day, 
I can afford to lose. And that is exactly what I am continuing to put into my portfolio, my cryptocurrency portfolio. Now you can do that with anything, but we're talking about uh, cryptocurrency and myself, I'm talking about Bitcoin specifically. Uh, there is no company that's paying me to say that. Bitcoin is a decentralized currency, one of the only decentralized currencies in the cryptocurrency space and so i am happy to say that and happy that bitcoin is on sale today which means i need to take some of my fiat six dollars of my fiat some days like this when i see that it's 6.5 percent lower than it was last week instead of six dollars i may do twelve dollars worth of bitcoin but with that ladies and gentlemen when we come forward we are going to jump into a couple of things that are going on in the cryptocurrency space and as always I'm going to make sure that you are getting my warnings about different platforms and different banks and different things that may have an adverse effect on your life this is KBLA Talk 1580 Old money, old money, new money, new money we've got you covered, keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580 now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA, KBLA Talk, 1580. Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So as we talk about this cryptocurrency space and what we should all be looking to do as far as emulating those individuals that are successful, those individuals that are not ashamed to go and get money or seek to get money or let everybody around them know that they are looking for money. They are going to get the money. There are these things called family offices. Some of you may be aware of family offices. Uh, those family offices invest in different asset classes and these family offices aren't even necessarily very rich, rich families, but they have family offices. These family offices make investments for them, which then make more money for them. And I'm learning a lot about how the family offices work and how we can utilize them to our benefit. And what I'm looking at is the fact that these families have what is called a family office, which takes investments and grows those investments, pays out family members, meaning, you know, if there are salaries or different things that need to be paid, if school needs to be paid for, college needs to be paid for, any of those things come out of the family office it actually allows them to take so many advantages of taxes and different things like that. But with that being said, uh, cryptocurrency comp uh, investments are being used by family offices. And I didn't realize how much until I saw a report from Goldman Sachs. And it basically stated that 32% of family offices invest in digital assets and again this Goldman Sachs report came out on May the 8th and it was titled eyes on the horizon 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say that our community should have our eyes on the horizons. No cryptocurrency is not mainstream as of yet. No cryptocurrency has not been tried and true as of yet. But when we look to see what other wealthy investors are doing, we will see that family offices are currently holding investments in digital assets. And inside of the cryptocurrencies, those assets look like non-fungible tokens. Those are NFTs. They look like they're going into some decentralized finance, DeFi. Now that's not necessarily Bitcoin. Uh, There are some DeFi platforms out there, some DeFi coins and different things of that that sort. But one of the other things that they're investing in are blockchain focused funds. And, you know, we may get into what uh, DeFi, DeFi funds and blockchain focused funds look like. But the point of the whole matter is... A lot of those individuals that are telling people not to involve themselves in cryptocurrency, that is too volatile and all of those things. I almost guarantee you that their families have these family offices and they are investing in digital assets. And again, I think that it is the ultimate bait and switch. And I think it's the ultimate distraction because I read and then I look at the families that are telling people to stay away from cryptocurrencies and then their families have cryptocurrency in their portfolio. It just really seems to me um, the same thing that they've done traditionally. They try to keep us away from the things that are going to bring us the most success at a later date. Again, this is not get rich quick, but uh, because there is such a concern over the transfer of money, again, you may have a little bit of money and every, and somebody has all the rest of the money out there. We want to transfer as much wealth as we can to ourselves. And what better way to do it than to emulate and see what these other Uh, family offices are actually doing, which they're not trying to make a lion share the money right now. They do this over time. And it's the same exact thing that we have been sharing with our community that we can do individually because a lot of us don't have, I don't even know. I don't think I've even met one African-American family that has a family office. I'm pretty sure they do. And I don't know if people tell you that they have one but to my knowledge right now I've not met one African-American family or Latino community family that has a family office but I do see these family offices in other communities and what they're able to actually do uh, for their families and and for the simple fact that this many of the family offices have cryptocurrency invested in their family Uh, office is really a big deal and I'm really happy to know that we are continuously on the right path and so uh, cryptocurrencies are here to stay and it looks like more than just uh, 10% of us in the world are looking to make sure that cryptocurrencies 
fill out our portfolios because family offices are doing that as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we're going to talk about what Bank America stated about the biggest threat to the United States dollar. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome forward. So really quickly, Bank of America stated that the threat to the United States dollar's dominance is not what I've been talking about in their opinion, which is BRICS, Brazil, Russia, uh, India, China, and South Africa. But the threat that they're saying, the key threat is the United States itself, the people here in the United States, because They're saying that the dollar is not in danger of losing its dominance anytime soon from abroad. It just warned that people pulling their money from the bank here domestically will cause some fiscal issues, such as the possibility of um, this thing that is looming right now, which is the United States defaulting on its debt obligation. Bank of America is saying if the United States defaults on their debt, we are in trouble as a community. So if the banks shutting down was not more of a reason for you to remove your money from the bank, just in case, maybe the closer we get to June 1st, you will feel the need to make sure that you have something in your hand as opposed to something in the bank. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me here on the head of the crypto curve. We're making way for the DL Hughley show. But ladies and gentlemen, we are creating Satoshi millionaires and that's the smallest increment of a Bitcoin. But we're making Satoshi millionaires one day at a time, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, and and one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. You're listening to Nadja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.